It's time for the Motown Rundown, presented by Impact 89 FM, WDBM. This is your home for all things Detroit sports, from the Lions and Tigers to the Pistons and Red Wings. Now here's your host, Ryan Rabinowitz. Welcome in to episode 29 of the Motown Rundown. As always, I'm your host, Ryan Rabinowitz, joined alongside my friends, my companions, my uh, my, my brothers. That's getting too soft. Trent Bro- Bailey, Ryan Collins. We're not brothers. I know. We don't, I, we, don't like each, we don't like each other that much. Yeah, I know. I love you guys. Can't, can't, can't speak. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know you do. I just... I, yeah. I love what I do here, and I love you guys. <laughs> I love you too, Trey. Collins, it's a great day. I haven't really warmed up to Collins yet. It's been a, we've been together for about a year or so, and it's still it's a it's growing just, process. It's it's tough. It's just it's a growing. Oh, we go process. to we go to marital counseling every now and then. Okay, not for that. Behind the scenes, uh, coming to you as Goodness. always from Impact eighty nine FM Studios in East Lansing, Michigan. Big day today in East Lansing, folks. Woo, Big day. day. Michigan State, Duke, Elite Eight. Uh, by the time you hear this, the game is probably already over, and you can imagine whatever the result was. You tears will be shed. Tears tears of joy or tears of pain and suffering, which we're winning. Usually here on the Motown Rundown is lots of tears of pain and suffering, <laughs> more so than tears of joy. You know, I was thinking about that the other day. We have endured a lot. Not really. We actually have. What do you mean, not really? Why are I we mean, already? Okay. Why are okay, we already sorry. like this? Never to start mind. The day? I'm Never just mind. Say that. You guys didn't go lot. to Buffalo and watch the Lions score zero points in the that second half. Your, sorry, that was your no, decision. It, that was your it decision. Was, it was. I was trying to throw you guys in there because, like, we're all in this <laughs> together. But whatever. No, Continue. I, I was just going to say, Detroit <laughs> sports have been so bad. It's not that yeah. we haven't endured like pain. Like it's numbness. The, oh, okay, the 2014 Tigers. I guess that's true. That's real pain. I'm numb. I've always. I've just that's what it is. I'm in limbo with my. I don't know. What was but when your teams ben are bad, it's throwing that change up. I don't know. Oh, I think about it all the time. Thing. I think about yeah. it all the time. I literally do. <laughs> I'm the like security guard. I'm just like, oh my god. Big Poppy said. I thought Tory Hunter taught that. I'll, I'll always be like, <laughs> no way, dude. Didn't go to bed that night. Tory, um, pour one out for Tory. He went over for that thing. I love Tory Hunter. Great Tiger. Yeah, he was. Um, again, big day. Michigan State and Duke. Elite Eight. Uh, I'm fired up, ready to roll. You sound fired up. I am very fired up. No, I'm excited. You I'm two hours of sleep or something. What's going no, on? No, uh, uh, four. I don't know. Six. I don't know. Okay. I had a couple hours of sleep. That's better. I was at the uh, Tequila Cowboy last night. They're closing for good, so I had to make my first beers awesome. Big Great. fan. Good live band. Because here's the thing. I mean, you go out in East Lansing and in all these bars and granted, it's what the kids listen to these days. But it's all this EDM and jibber jabber and Hooting and hollering. All and, this jibber-jabber. Well, Ryan Rabinowitz, 75 it's hard, years old. It's hard for me to listen to sometimes. So it's nice. To, it was nice to get away. I got to wear my boots. I got my put my uh, King's Creek hat on, my flannel, my Dirk's Bentley shirt, and just living it up, man. Did you wear cowboy boots? No, I was wearing, like, Chelsea boots. Okay, okay. I don't have cowboy, cowboy boots. Cowboy boots look so uncomfortable. Yeah, That's I've, so I've worn them before. They're, yeah, they're tough. That's it's, it's a tough. wild lot too. Like whoever thought that was a good I gotta idea. show you my picture of uh, the Zach Brown band concert a couple years back. Cowboy was, boots. Yeah, it was great. You'd love it. I'll show you when we're done here. Okay. Um, what were we even talking about? My sleeping schedule. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, Mission State. Big day. Big day today. Big day. We're excited. Five o'clock tip here. Five o five tip. Five o five. Not five. Not five o six. I wish it would have played earlier. So like, I I just the. J- 
You need I'm it to so just nervous. Happen. I'm so nervous, and I just need the game to happen already. I feel great. Trent thinks we're going to win by 100 per usual. We're going to win by six. Mission State's better. But I had a like, dream that we won by about six. It. There's something about it. Trent had a dream. I did. I Guys, this is funny. I dream about sports, and it always happens. I'm sure you I'm do. Ju- I'm just I it's do. It's a little weird, but sure you do. How many times have you dreamed about the Lions like, winning the division? How many times Never, that never, and it's not happened. That's okay. the thing. When that happens. Trent's going to call us in a cold sweat at 4 a.m., Guys, you'll never guess what I just dreamed about. I just... No way. Stafford won a playoff. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, happen, back this to uh, we'll bring it back to the Detroit sports here because this is the Motown Rundown. We do talk about Detroit sports. We talk about sports in the Motor City. The Tigers are back officially. Last episode, we teased it. Opening day was around the corner. Opening day has happened. The season is here. And it's snowing again here in Michigan for some reason. It was at 60 on Friday. 35 the day after i i was like saying this to my friends cue up the people who are like only in michigan you get this weather yeah. i'm like yeah. i'm pretty sure this isn't everywhere oh, if, you don't, if you don't like the weather in michigan just wait 10 minutes and it'll change like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so over those jokes too. relax so over the weather like people need to chill yeah the weather. weather stinks man i hate weather no i, I you talked about weather i had a uh on on i think it was friday i had a, me and my buddy had a, had a nice catch we had a catch it, it was our it was our opening day it was like our spring training were you on the hop yeah, I was moving. I was picking back a backhand for whatever. I was, I was, I had the glove working good. I will say though, I don't know what it is, and I did not a big deal. I hit the gym earlier that day, a little, uh, little shoulders and chest, so I was a little, little tight, a little sore. wasn't feeling great. I, I think I've just lost some unreal velocity in my. I can't I, throw the ball anymore. No, it's a joke. The, the the thing about it, I mean, I played baseball since I was like seven till I was sixteen. Not and, a big deal. Yeah, and then I played played golf because i was too unathletic to play baseball not but, a big deal yeah but every time i try and play catch now my arm my rotator cuff is just like after yeah, three it, balls i'm it, like yep, it feels nope, like my shoulders nope, attached nope. by a piece of dental floss nope uh, i can still feel it i oh. mean i he's gotta oh. get loose man i know you do you gotta get loose my arm's still fine i'm like matt stafford you guys are did you play baseball Trent? uh no i thought you did you, threw, you know how to throw a baseball I, well always. yeah of course <laughs> of course you gotta know how to throw a baseball but uh-huh. um <laughs> um do you? Uh, I, some, I mean yeah why would you no, I, I don't know they do um what was I going uh, I had something great to Talk, say too are you trying to you were, good you, were saying, you had a good segue yeah. in the right there but <laughs> yeah. he just lost it you had lost, your segue face on yeah oh, oh I don't oh what was it darn shoot well, darn it whatever well, you who lost cares it. let's just yeah, move on yeah, it's been such a long day green and white report today was long day for us today you're uh, telling me understatement <laughs> read between the lines long yeah. long long day for us today okay motown rundown let's roll episode 29 we're gonna get into it now uh obviously it's baseball season now april mendy is not as exciting as in years past because all the teams kind of stink it's um, not even april yet too that's true. Oh, but it's about to be April. Yeah, oh, tomorrow. We, yes, tomorrow's April. Congratulations. It's April. We made it. <laughs> um, okay, couple couple quick things I want to get into here. I got a I got a, I guess you could say a storyline on each team in the city before we get to Tigers. And I want to start with Pistons, and we do have a special friend in the studio. When I say special, I mean special. He is uh uh my co-host on the Green and White Report, if you listen, shameless plug. Uh, Julian Mitchell, you are a, he's a Missouri man, but we're, we're we're lucky to have you here. Julian, hello. 
Hey, what's going on, boys? Welcome to the Motown Rundown. Wow, this is special. I've been trying to get on this show. <laughs> I was gonna say we've been talking about this for way too long for it to yeah. just be happening on March thirty first. It all it all come to fruition because I have to take Julian home, and now he's waiting until we're finished here <laughs> to get I was saying, to get him home. <laughs> that's the crazy thing. Like this wasn't a planned no yeah. appearance, but this is this was a, I don't want to walk because it's cold. But it's one of those things that like you said it, and we were all just immediately yeah, like, like yeah. yeah yes this is this Hop is good. On. Like we said, Julian is from the St. Louis area, but he is a a, a big NBA guy. As we get into Pistons here now, look, Julian, to fill you in, I'm not sure how much you listen. I, I can imagine you don't like listening to Ryan Collins very much. Not many people do. Just I kidding, don't. Collins. I love you very much. I love you. I'm starting to say it back. This can, is you, like, can you say it back? Love you too. Thank you. Look at that. Look what we do here in the Motown. That was, that was pretty now. awesome. I love you guys. Love and logic. <laughs> this is great. It was ridiculous. We're just anyway. hugging each other for like two hours. Right anyway, now. so we look. We recap games all the time, Julian, and uh, to to bring up the scores and we you know we hash it out, whatever. I've got a very here, – here's a headline that I just threw out. This is my headline. This is my belief now. Okay. Uh, I believe it is a possibility that the Pistons slide out of a playoff spot. There's six games left to play. They have a home-and-home home with the Pacers Monday and Wednesday. They are in Indiana on Monday at 7 p.m. Say that ten times fast. That was tough. Uh, Julian, do you do you subscribe to this to this this proposition I've made? That the the Pistons may potentially fall out of the playoffs completely. I think it can happen. I think there's a lot of battling for that seed right there. Brooklyn's down there as well, but I think the Pistons pull it out. I think this team is finding ways to win. They found a way to win in Little Caesars just Saturday against the Portland Trailblazers, which are a very good team. Ninety-nine to ninety was the final score in that one. And you look at the last six. Pacers are tough games, but they're still without Oladipo. Yes. Very much beatable. Very much a team the Pistons can take out. The Thunder's a tough one, but the Thunder have kind of been sliding and slipping a little bit towards the finish line. Hornets are a team to beat. Grizzlies, another team to beat. And the Knicks, both of those are tanking for Zion. So I think the Pistons, they're finding different ways to win. It hurts that Blake isn't there right now, but I think they'll continue to find ways. He'll come back, and they'll finish out the season, I think, at that sixth seed. I I was just when you brought this up about the standings, I kind of like doze off like for two weeks and just like assumed the Pistons were in. Yeah, and I just looked. I'm like, oh, only one game away from Orlando. That game was really big on Thursday. Yeah, it was. That it was a big was, dub. Yes, but they, they did I, rise to the occasion. Uh, yeah, but you looked at this. I mean, Reggie played spectacular yeah. yesterday, and I he mean, has been playing spectacular. Not spectacular. I mean, he he's been all R- right. Good, good. He's yeah. been uh, <laughs> he's been really good. He's been good. He's been serviceable. I'll take but, it. Yeah, yeah. He's been serviceable. If you guys watched the game last night, I felt like I was watching the 03 yeah. Pistons play the Pacers. It was 30 to 30 basically at half. I think Reggie had 28 5 and 5. Yeah, if I I'm mean, not mistaken. But you take Blake out of the lineup that brings it, I mean, that kind of takes away from the element of you have like two bid. When you have to put Thon there, it's kind of a different type of like roster you're running. I De- love Thon. No, I like Thon. No, I know. I'm just, I'm He's just throwing good. It out there. I like how Thon and Drummond play off each other in that pick and roll where they do that horn set. The mission state does, I think, like every time down the court now, where they got the two guys coming and picking and rolling, and they just kind of move and try and find a guy in the corner. But like you have Thon who stays up by the three for a pick and pop, and then you have Drummond rolling, and either one of them is going to be open. So I mean, that would that was working last night. I mean, Reggie was making all the right decisions. Bad boys were in the house. Little good juju. They wore the black jerseys for some reason. I never understand. They should have like, throwback the bad they're boys the jerseys. They should wear. They should wear the bad boys. Jerseys. That's what I'm saying. Always. That would be sick. That'd be nasty. It should be. Um, no, but I think they'll get a spot. I just don't believe Orlando. It's the magic. Yeah, 
I, I just here, like here's the, the thing. Just to answer the question, I don't think it happens simply because Dwayne Casey is not going to let it happen. And okay. you know, I I don't know if you want to go as far as to say like Reggie Jackson and Andre Drummond won't let it happen because I totally get why people wouldn't buy into that. However, uh, just just in with respect to the Portland game last night, it's kind of tough because Blake was such a late scratch that. It's almost like, okay, well, we just got to, like, change our game plan on the yeah. whim. Because Blake literally, it was, like, 10 minutes before tip. Yeah, yeah. he came out for warm two and everything. He was yep. ready to go. He was, and, he, and he never returned to the bench either. He was getting treatment and stuff and just never came back yeah. out. But, um, no, I don't think the Pistons slide out because they, they should win four of these last six. Julian just gave it to you. Um, I'm definitely thinking you win one against the Pacers. At home is the, uh, the 04 15th year anniversary. They're having yeah. those guys back. So I think they'll win that one because they'll just be motivated, whatever. Uh, Hornets, Grizzlies, Knicks, you win those games. Thunder game's winnable, except they have a lot to play for, and it's at, it's an OKC, so I don't know about that. But you guys are going to totally just, like, crap on this. But I want to I bring it up. I want to talk about it. Andre sure. Drummond set an NBA record for four seasons of 1,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, 100 blocks, 100 steals. No one else has done that four times. That's, LeBron, I, yeah, I respect LeBron, it. Wilt, Kareem, Duncan. These guys it. played for 20 years and never did it four times. I respect it. I mean, Drummond's playing a million minutes. That's now. my point. He just yeah. plays every. Yeah. He plays every minute now, and he's playing hard. Also, and he's playing well. Who, who's scheduling the NBA? The Pistons play a bat to bat against the Pacers. Basically, yeah. you play them on Monday and then you play them on Wednesday. Home at home too. Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, who's I, like at the end of the season going to the playoffs? Yeah, there's been dumb. a couple of those. I think they did that yeah. with Chicago earlier this year. Too. Yeah, but like you yeah. do that in the middle of the season, get away with it. But at the end of the season, when you're playing for a lot, even though the Pacers don't really have anything to play for, yeah. they're kind of locked in that five. But I mean, you haven't really talked about it, Ryan. What do you think? Um, yeah, yeah, are you you were the one who made up the headline, but do you actually yeah, believe they I, could I, fall out? I I do. I because I no I, I just I mean I do I do I think it will happen? No. Do I see it happen? Like can I could I see it? Yeah. I mean I could. I I'm kind of along the same wavelength as Julian. Like I I just you know I I watching this team play. It's and we talked about like you know after losing games to like the Cavs for example, and you bring up like you know you play the Grizzlies down the stretch and the Hornets. Those are games like I, I could, you know what I mean. I, I could see us texting be, in the yeah. group chat and like, why are these guys losing by twenty points at halftime? Kemba has like a vendetta against the Detroit Pistons or something. Yeah, we can't, he, we can't beat that guy. He, he's wow. got the Jordan in him. And then Marvin Williams, every time he plays the Pistons, he's like, no, I'm gonna hit eight threes. I'm yeah. like, sweet Marvin Williams. <laughs> I remember <laughs> you in 05. Like what? I mean, the Hornets, the Hornets too. Also, like, granted, they're they're like three games back of a of an eight seed, so. It's not probable, but it's possible. So you have to imagine the Hornets are in the kind of spot too. Like you're not gonna go just blow. Like you losing the next six games if you're the Hornets doesn't help you. Right. You know, at least you, you try to go six and zero. Obviously, but try to make it. Yeah. Um. It's. I just think the Pistons. You know, you look at one through five, and and I, I think everyone has clinched one through five so yeah. far. Yep. And, and I don't think those. I mean, four and five can move between the Celtics and Pacers. They're they're locked up right now. So. I don't know. I just, I mean, dude, Pistons basketball, just they suck you in and they yeah. push you back out. It is what it is. Um, I will they, say, go ahead. I was just going to say, they have to, they're going to have to perform. They have one of the easiest schedules of the team. I think if anybody jumps them, it'd be the Nets. I yes. really love yeah. the Brooklyn Nets. Russell's fantastic. But I see them just beating out the Heat. Yeah. The yeah. Heat have a very tough schedule to end out the season. They play Boston back to back, Monday and Wednesday, That's then brutal. Minnesota, wow. Toronto. 
Philly, and then Brooklyn end out the season. Yeah, that's yeah, tough. Good night. They might not well, make the playoffs. Well, the thing is, for, for the Pistons, I'm hanging on to this. Those last two games against the Grizzlies and Knicks, they might not even put. I mean, they'll 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 play seven guys. You know, like they they're they're both going for Zion. Yeah. yeah, I don't. Uh, even, it's the last two games of the year. They're not even going to throw a lineup out there, you know. So I, I, I'm saying that, hoping that's what happens. You know, the Pistons just take care of business. But I, I guess to, uh, just to go back to that, I don't. I don't think the Pistons are sliding. We out. we were talking about this last week, and we've been talking about it for a couple of weeks. Bringing in Julian, who would you rather see in the first round? Would you rather see the Sixers as the Pistons hold on to the sit seed, the Raptors, or the Bucks? One of those three teams. If you're the Pistons. You want to see any of those teams? Yes. Who are you picking? Between you said Bucks, Raptors, and, and Sixers, because those are only three teams they generally have a shot. Those are the point. three outcomes. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would go with Sixers. Really? I really. I've, I'm so. I love this. Iffy on the Sixers. Okay. I they do have one of the best lineups starting one through five, but I think they they have issues in terms of who's going to show up any given night. Who's the guy who's going to take the shot? They're still trying to figure out how Joel Embiid and Jimmy Butler kind of work because Jimmy's the closer. Joel's the guy. He wants to put up 40 every night, but Jimmy also wants to be that guy. I still don't trust Ben Simmons. He still doesn't have a competent jump shot. I don't shot. trust him either. I wouldn't defend him. Not in the playoffs, at least. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And to me, I mean, I, I real still really like the Raptors. I don't think you want to play Kawhi Leonard in that team. I have questions about Kyle Lowry, but I think Leonard powers him through, and the Bucks are – you're not winning against the Bucks. I I I believe that for a long time, but with Brodden probably being out the first round of the first round of the and playoffs, Miritich and uh, yeah. Pau Gasol. So I'm Pau Gasol's ninety. Uh, it's that another it's matter. a death piece. Yeah, I mean <laughs> ninety. But but 90. I mean Giannis is, gonna, Giannis is gonna, Giannis is going to drop like fifty five. Like whoever he put, he's a, a beast. I will say that, but like. I think the Pistons to match up with the Bucks now. I mean, Trent's been saying this. I've been saying it since February. Are, yeah, but you were saying it when they were completely healthy. Like, they, <laughs> this seems a little battered and yeah. bruised, and they haven't won yet. I, I don't want the Pistons to slide back to the eighth seed, but I think the best possible outcome right now is if you see the Bucks or the Raptors. I, it, there's something about Joel Embiid that he just owns headspace in Andre Drummond's head. But there will be headspace. there will be at least one or two games where Drummond outplays him, and we nope. will live for that. Yes, there will be. There nope. will be. They're playing. They're gonna play five or Joel six Embiid's times. Incredible. I I I'm not denying that. I, but in Detroit, I think Andre yeah. would outplay him once or twice. I will say this. I think Joel Embiid's the most slept on, best two way player in the league. Like not like he is so good on the defensive end. He like does not get enough credit for that. He gets yeah. too much credit for being able to shoot the ball because he's broke. Yeah. Uh, like from the three point line, but right. he like he locks on the defensive end. I don't know. I agree. I agree. I don't. I don't really like want the Sixers, but I want the smoke. Yeah. You want I want smoke. Embiid. I so I guess the other question on that I'm glad you asked that to Julian is we've kind of had this discussion about whoever the Pistons play I guess I mean I'm a, I I believe that whoever they play they will get swept. Do you think that they will at least win a playoff game? Do you, like do you see them competing in a playoff series? I think so. I think I at least winning one game. Yes. I think this team's competitive yeah, enough and I think like the the fact that no one has talked about the play of Blake Griffin this entire season is beyond well, because he plays here. That's 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 yep. exactly why. It's I mean, sad. Yeah, yeah. That's why this man has revolutionized his game to go from just a power dunker to now he can step out, shoot threes, he can yeah. take it from range. This he's revolutionized his career and he's been everything for this Pistons team. And I think they stay competitive. That I mean, the three gauntlet of whoever you could face between the Raptors, Bucks, and um. And who else? The Sixers. Sixers. Jesus, uh, is a tough. Those are t- three tough teams. Yeah. And to be honest, yeah, I don't see them making it out the first round. 
But to me, I think Sixers, Bucks, that can be a competitive series. You get in, you play hard. That's all you can ask for because in Detroit, I mean, we we haven't made the playoffs since 2016. We know that. We got swept by LeBron. Before that, it was like, what, 08? We haven't made, like, this is just, you got to be happy with what you got. You got to go out there and play hard. And that's That's all you want, I think. I I mean, the way they constructed this team and they took that chance on Blake was to buy in right now. And maybe you don't win it all. But getting playoff appearances, getting there, I think is a big point for the city, for the Pistons, as they try and move forward. Julian, who do you root for? Do you root for Celtics for your boy Jason? Because I know he went to your high school. He did. He did. So what's it? Who do you root for in this playoffs? Are you a West Coast guy, East Coast guy? Like who's your team? Who do you root for? It's a it's a strange thing actually. Like I don't really I haven't I used to be a huge Bulls fan. Okay. But that was mostly because Derrick Rose got me into the NBA. Okay. And then you know everything happened with Derrick Rose and so. It's been weird. I haven't found a team. I've just been kind of a player guy. I'm a huge Curry fan. I don't really want to see them necessarily win another championship with KD, but uh, I, I do follow the Celtics. I do really like the Celtics and what they do. I don't think they win it all, though. That's a whole nother topic. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's just tough when you don't have like a basketball team in a city like that. I don't know. St. Louis probably should have a basketball team. The Spirits? Is that what they were? Yeah. The Spirits. Spirits. The Spirits. We should have a basketball team. I don't think it'll happen. (laughs) People are so gung-ho on Seattle getting their team back. Seattle had their chance. They did. Bring it to St. Louis. Yeah. It's a good good segue, Collins, and Julian, too. That was a good segue. This is the last thing I want to ask Julian, because we we, we do have other teams to cover here in the city of Detroit, uh, as as bad as they may be. Um, So... Here's the thing, Julian. We obviously are. We have a team here. We have the Detroit Pistons. We have been Pistons fans for life. But it has not been easy. There's been some ups with the Pistons, but a lot it was of downs easy for as a of long late. time. Yes, it was, it was easy for a long time. It was easy time. for a long time, but uh, not so much anymore. And you you bring up Blake Griffin, and you bring you bring up the construction of this team, and you you said something very important. That being that, you know, maybe, you know, with this team you've constructed, maybe you don't win a championship. And I think that's the thing that we struggle with here and people in the city struggle with is I look at this team, and I think we all look at this team. When this Blake Griffin trade happened, we were scratching our heads because we were like, you're giving up first-round picks. You're giving up pieces that you can use in a rebuild to where – you eventually get this team to a point where they are competing for championships. I think a lot of people, and I think I speak for all of us when I say, we don't believe that this is a team that can win a championship. I don't think anyone thinks this team can go out and beat, you know, we don't even have them going out of the first round of the playoffs, you know, let alone winning a championship. So when you look at the construction of this team, when you look at even as far back as the bringing Blake Griffin in, is a, is a fan who's maybe outside looking in, what is your opinion on, the direction of the Pistons, I guess their their roster composition, how you think they stack up against the rest of the NBA, and more importantly, do you see a future up with this team given this core to where they are competing for a championship? Or do you think, like, if you have to tell us right now, hey, guys, once Blake's time is done, you need to tear this thing down and start over, then by all means, I'm, I'm ready to hear it. I think – you just said it. I don't think this team's winning a championship. And it it hurts to say, and I know it hurts for the people of Detroit and all the wonderful people who follow Pistons and all Detroit sports that listen to this podcast, but they just got in a bad predicament. You're sitting there with a new stadium, your team's going nowhere, and there's a chance to get Blake Griffin. You took a swing at it to get more seats in the stadium. You had to fill the arena some way, somehow. And so I think, to me, they took the swing on Blake Griffin. They said, for now... 
We'll take the seats. We'll take people coming to the game, people buying his jersey, wearing it around town. We might not win it all, but we'll be competitive and have something that people are going to want to watch night in and night out. And to me, it's going to be once Blake leaves, then that's the then the rebuild starts. It, it's a tough situation to be in because at the end of the day, what it comes down to in this NBA is you need multiple superstars to win a championship. Yeah. And no matter Blake Griffin, Andre Drummond, Reggie Jackson, that trio has nothing to compete with. You talk about the Sixers, Joel right. Embiid, Ben Simmons, Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris. Like, they're not competing And the, with the that. thing that's crazy is it's an above average, like, upper like your your top three players like that it's it's like mid to above average in the league but it, yeah it doesn't compete for championships just because that's how the league is now exactly that's just what it is and unfortunately I don't know how you change and switch it around maybe it starts with Blake Griffin saying he enjoyed his time here but you got to get free agents at some point free agents or draft picks and it's tough because Detroit isn't a big place that people want to come to nope, but I think the fact. hope is you have Blake Griffin you stay competitive he tells people, I moved from L.A. to Detroit, and I love my time as a Piston. And maybe that gets some people to try and come, at least some lower-level guys. I I was uh, I think I've said this a couple times. When I think of like markets that are not as desirable to some players, I think it's important to get some, like you said, Blake to say like good things or something like that. But it's like to get some mid-free agent before you get a big free agent. I, I, I don't think the Pistons will ever be a destination just the way the NBA works and the way guys like – Want their money? They want to be in bigger markets and and bigger media markets. Like they want to get to L.A. They want to be in New York, Brooklyn, wherever they want to be. So I mean, it, they they're stuck. Obviously, we've talked about it. Yeah. at nauseum. But they're if they were able to, they made the playoffs and they're competitive in the first round. It's a successful year. I think that's just like the biggest takeaway. And then you know it'll be good. Yeah. You you yes. get your draft, pick, and that's the thing. I think that's the biggest thing now. You have your draft. Pick if too. you are a small market. You, you have some success now, and then you tank, and you get a high draft pick. You get a young guy who hopefully can be your centerpiece. And then with the Blake, you get a whole bunch of mid-level guys who say Detroit's not that bad, and then you go from there. Now, I, I guess my, my – as I already said, I had a final question. I do want to ask this too because you did talk about your, your trio, your core there of Reggie Jackson, Andre Drummond, Blake Griffin. Um, I, I think Andre Drummond's a name here, and especially Reggie Jackson. There are two names that have been – I guess kind of out out in the open is, you know, people are on the fence of you, you trade him, you keep him. Do you have an opinion on where Andre Drummond fits into this team? Is he is he part of the future? Is it time to get rid of him? Reggie Jackson, too, I'm curious. Man, that's, that's such a tough question because I just don't know what pieces you go and then give for those two guys. As much yeah. as I, I, I don't think Andre Drummond is really – the guy that, that fits in where this NBA is going and the, the current of it, but he's consistent. I give you, I give him that. As Trent said, he had a thousand points, thousand rebounds, and I think thousand seals or something like that. But to do that for the past four years, I, that's a guy. He gives you what he gives you, and I don't know if you're going to get a more consistent piece, a piece that really works. So I, I think Drummond is where you go with now. Reggie Jackson has always been a guy who I have, I really don't think he's that good. But for what else? For what else you're going to get on the market? If he can give you what he's been giving the Pistons these last couple of games, I think you stick with him. That's the thing. The Pistons have bought into what they have right yeah. now, and they just got to find a way to make it work. Because I don't know where else – you're not going to find a whole lot that's that much better. Because right now they're sitting in the middle. You need major pieces if you're trying to make a leap up. And the money situation. Exactly. To go along with exactly what you just said. They bought into here and now, and that's what, that's what you got. Because quite frankly, you don't have the money to go out and trade for a guy like Kemba because he's not going to stay. 
You know, yep. so those yep. things all come into play when you talk about trading or drafting or anything. Okay. And where is he going to go? Kimba's going to get talks of LA, both LA teams, yeah. potentially even a New York team, and then Detroit's going to come in and try and swing them. Like, no, yeah, I, no. I, I, I actually think Kimba might just take the super match from Charlotte. So you know what? I like, I like Damian Lillard. He says winning's not the most important thing to me. Like. He wants to win, but he wants to do it his own way. I did see Kemba staying, but I mean, Charlotte's kind of been a dumpster fire. They haven't really got him any pieces around him. But you know whose fault that is? Who? Michael Jordan. That's facts. Yeah. Okay. That, that I has had to throw to, that in. That there. has nothing to he's do awful. with. I had to throw it in there. Okay. I, can't, I can't even. Lie. He's, he's not. He's not good in that. He's the worst executive in the history of American sports. Oh. oh. Well, Matt Mill. Matt Mellon's first. Hold on, he's no. second. Hey. It's Trent over there with your boy Bron, though. Magic, Magic's not doing too well oh, either. Oh, Magic's bad. Ma- <laughs> yeah, listen, Magic, great. that's not rough. Great. We could do a whole hour special on what's wrong with the Lakers. I Man. really don't want to because they stink. They're so bad. Yeah. And they have so many playable yep. players, it makes no sense. And they're all on one-year deals. The team's going to be totally different next year. Yeah, but I know. But that, I mean, you know, whatever. I don't know. We don't Dude. care. We're not Lakers yeah. fans. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. We can move on. Yeah. All right. Six games left to play for the Pistons, folks. Home and home, Monday, Wednesday, in Indiana on Monday, 7 p.m. Julian Mitchell, thank you so much for being here. This was great. This was very insightful. This was sweet. Thanks for having me. You I do, hope we you, can do this again sometime. Yes. You do have a very big NBA mind, so we, we appreciate you coming on and adding some perspective into our lives because people just hear us regurgitate the same thing yeah. over and over again. Yes. It's probably exhausting. When, nice the Pistons, when the Pistons are up 2-0 on the Sixers, you can come back. We'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll have, uh, hey. would love it. Uh, all those matches matchups are terrible. Folks. Yeah, they are, they're not. Oh, great. We're, to we're to me, Sixers to well just aware. sounds. I would, well I would like to watch a little Sixers Pistons. Pistons. I wouldn't be too mad at that playoff series. I, there we'll would see. be a fight. I'd be all office. in for that. It's definitely box office. It's Drummond Embiid, and you know, it, it's 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 a great starting five against a hardworking team. It'll yep. be fun to watch. All right, a uh, couple more headlines I want to get into real quickly before we do Tigers because that is what is important these days. Uh, didn't it, this has happened a, a while ago now? I just want to hear quick opinions on it. Red Wings re-signed Jimmy Howard for one more year. Love it, hate it, whatever. Like you said, you've been saying this for years. They don't have a, another goalie down yes. the pipeline. Be until they draft one, they kind of just got to stick with Jimmy, so they can be like remotely competitive. Yes. So, I mean, it is what it is. So, I I, I don't hate it, but I hate what the Red Wings are doing right now, just winning every game basically. Yeah, the way I saw it was you're just buying more time to find another guy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Just basically what Collins just said, you could Bridge have to deal. get a younger person in there so that he could at least like learn behind Jimmy for a year. That'd be nice or something like that. But yeah. I, I think that's this is the one area where the where the Red Wings have kind of put by the wayside. They have some some young guys that are like not really in the system yet, but under contract, I believe, or at least they have the rights still with with the Red Wings. Um yeah, Collins like you said, I mean they they they've been winning like for some reason and somehow Tara Hirose, but five assists in five games. Yep. I don't know if that ended the other night, but I. He's been really solid. Either way, really solid. Cool to see a Spartan in there. Uh, there's our Red Wings talk. Uh, not much. Yeah, yeah. What's going on? Uh, one, one last piece of news before we do Tigers. Actually, and wait I, one sec. I actually ahead. want to say something. Okay, say something then. Okay. Why are the, why I I'm like I'm not the biggest hockey guy. I love the Red Wings. I whose idea was it? We're like, hey guys, we're gonna play the hardest we can. The last ten games of the season and we're win in ju- overtime. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. jump the Devils. We might jump the Sabers and end up not even being in the top three. Are you kidding? Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. Again, uh, they're they in the bottom of the lead the whole year. The whole year. Yeah. What has inspired them this last five games? What? It's so. Tell why? us how you really feel, Kyle. And and and, wow, and, 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 and then if they lose, like they're the going passion. to OT. I, I like... don't get it. 
I don't get. Ugh. I know they're trying to lose, but just like, hey, Larkin, go like take like a vacation in Miami. I, I, I don't know. We just. I mean, dude, they brought up like Jake Chelly. They're bringing up guys that have no business being yeah, in the NHL winning somehow. That's crazy. Why? I don't know. I don't have all the answers for you, Kyle. I don't know. I don't know. Because Blashill's a lunch pail guy. <laughs> yeah. He got a two-year extension. See that? Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. Blashill uh, came walking into LCA and he said, "We don't. We're not losing." Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? Should we talk about? Yeah. Why, why I not? mean, I, I don't know. I think Blashill and Ken Holland are attached, so I don't think the contract really means anything. See, I, I, I let me say this. So that was a, it was a two-year right? Yep. Extension for Blashill. Um. My feelings on the matter are are just that I think that the the whole talk about Steve Eiserman coming over here, I believe that after this year they will dissolve Ken Holland elsewhere into the organization. I don't think he's going to be gone. He will he will take some kind of advisor role or whatever. He will be in the front office still in some capacity. I can see Stevie Y coming over here. I just think the reason why Blashill gets extended like that is because. Next year you're not competing. You're like you 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 still are a ways away because next year Jimmy Howard's still your goalie, and I'm sorry, but Jimmy Howard's not winning you 45 games anymore. Nope. He's not like he's 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 not winning you 45 50 games. So it you're still kind of in limbo of figuring out who your piece is because you got guys like Rasmussen who haven't. I mean he was he hasn't been a bad player this year, but he's got a lot left to prove. You got Zadina who will come up next year. Joe Valeno hopefully sees time. You're still trying to figure out guys like Giovanni Smith in the AHL who you're not sure is he going to make. Is he going? So there's a lot of question marks still. Um, I I just think for Blasio, I've always been in the under the impression that he's great at developing young talent. I mean, you see what he's done with Grand Rapids. He's I mean he's got a Calder Cup to his name. So uh, that's I mean that's that's huge. I just think at the NHL level, I think at a certain point, once these guys are primed and and have experience and are ready to roll, I I, I don't see him being the guy anymore. Like in the future, once if I if and when Steve Eiserman comes over here, I'm sure he'll hire in his own guy. But I I just I look the 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 heat on Blashill I don't think is it, is it warranted I, I mean would agree. it's just I agree. He's, like what do you want him to do, do you, they have the worst rosters in thirty years well, it's, what do you it's expect? like across all sports whenever you're rebuilding the only reason a coach would get fired is if the players don't like him yeah you so know clearly they do like players love Blashill so uh, yeah I. Uh, I don't know. I don't have much to say on the wings. It's kind of obviously draft time will yeah. come around and we'll see when the season actually finishes. But my last thing here before we do Tigers, uh, I have to bring up the Lions. Uh, this this story that arose that Matt Patricia last year was asked by the Dolphins about trading Stafford, and I, I believe Stafford. I believe the story was that Patricia wouldn't even listen to offers. Yeah, he just said no. So uh, my question to both of you was one. Would you have at least listened to an offer? And I don't know. Would would you have? I mean, because Collins, you're obviously not as big on Stafford as Trent and I are. But what, should the trade have been made last year? I I don't know if the trade should have been made. If he wasn't listening, I I don't believe that one bit because he had to be listening. Because you like that's just like objectively not doing your job, like whatever. But I I looked at it and Stafford obviously probably had his worst year in the last six years of his career. Last year he wasn't good. He wasn't himself. He wasn't the Lions' best player like he was the previous four or five years. But, I mean, I understand them trying to stick it out with them, with him. I think the whole Patricia twin experience is, like, they're kind of trying to beat into their, like, their culture. And they're seeing if, like, 
there isn't enough time if the culture will ever like turn and like work out for them. But I I I don't I need to know what it is. If it was like two first rounders, I would consider it. I yeah, would consider it. Fair. But uh, I mean, I, I you would probably have to eat a lot of your salary anyway. So I I I don't think trading Stafford is like a good move. But I think you're gonna eventually have to move on from him. If you were able to get assets, I wouldn't have hated it. But I, I, I wouldn't have loved it either. So I, I'm indifferent to it. Indifferent. Even that's like the worst thing you could be when you're on a podcast or a radio. It's okay. Yeah, I'm Take indifferent. It. I don't have an opinion. That's though. okay. We still value your indifferent opinion. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But for me, no one wants to listen to me like rant about how much I love Matt Stafford. However, I will say that I think it would be stupid to trade him just because you you're, you cut the court of Stafford and you got all that dead money. I forget yeah, that's what, I, the debt cap. The way the NFL cap works makes zero sense. Yeah, it, it's, it's <laughs> zero it's, it's sense. Dumb. I agree, it's stupid. But um, no, I don't. You don't trade Matt Stafford. I can get into all this stuff like that. We that we'll talk about when the season rolls around again. But you're so much closer to winning with Matt Stafford than you are if you knock it down and start over. Because especially now, I mean, I know this when when these when these trade rumors occurred, it was during last season. But especially now, when you have Trey Flowers and you bought into some of these new players. And you actually have a direction, you know, Jared Davis, you're probably going to draft another linebacker, yeah. things like that. Carry on Johnson, Kenny Galladay, young players. You got a young core and you, I mean, I, I so I, I could understand the logic of eventually wanting a young quarterback. So yeah, we trade Stafford and we draft a kid or whatever, but he's and, proven. You have a proven quarterback. And in this league, we like, look at what Josh Rosen did. Even like Sam Darnold wasn't great. You know what I mean? I, yeah. Josh Allen wasn't great. I don't buy into that really that like, you need a young quarterback to win, and you need a young quarterback to to develop with your young core. I think you can win with an established veteran quarterback who's been a pro bowler, who's who's been to the playoffs, things like that, winning seasons, um, battle-tested, all that stuff. I think that's more valuable than just trading him away and taking a shot on another kid. I just think people – there's nothing – like no, no one is saying Stafford is objectively bad or anything like that. He's a good quarterback. I just think people people understand that he's overpaid. Yeah, and some and, people want to move on from yeah, that. And that's, I, I understand. That's, that's, yeah. But I think this year's the litmus test. I think that uh, you got probably the best quarterback draft probably since the RG3, Andrew Law. Like, hype-wise, the best quarterback draft next year. Yeah. You see what happens this year with Stafford. Hey, if he has that, it would maybe, hey, last year was a fluke. Fine, we will pay out right. the rest of your contract. Because that's the Let's thing; it's, it's easy to say all this when he just had the worst season of the last yeah. six, seven, eight years. You know, so. so so. But if not, maybe he's declining. You're like, hey, we're gonna move on. First round pick, we'll move on. You you have like you go on. We'll like rebuild, whatever. So I I, I think this year's like the measuring stick on what you do with Stafford. This this is the last thing I'll say about it. If Stafford has another bad season, you a bad on. season, you then you can move on. That's fine. And I say that knowing he won't. You okay. won't have another bad no, season. Move, yeah, I'm agree. confident. So yeah. I agree I, with that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think, Trent, I, I think you hit it on the head there. Just, as far as my opinion, I just think, yeah, I mean, we've, we talk about this so much, and it's just, it's so typical that, like, in the dead of the offseason of the NFL, like, this, this, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, the Dolphins happen to just give Patricia a ring about staff. Like, who cares? Like, he didn't get traded. Yeah. What does that even mean? And, yeah. well, the other thing is, like, when did this happen? When the Lions were three and three, like I, maybe yeah. that's why Patricia well, that's wasn't like, listening. That's like that's like me telling you guys I'm thinking about going to Taco Bell later. Like I don't. Like who cares? Yeah. Like yeah. whatever. It, it's it's pointless. Um, what I do want to get into now is we we will end the show with this because it is it is March 31st as we record this. There is somehow snow on the ground again, but uh, Tigers baseball is here. They will be finishing up a four game set with the Blue Jays in Toronto today. 
That game has already started for us as we're recording. Zero zero. Zero zero. Like it. I of course it's zero zero. There's no way the Tigers are getting hits. Yeah. Uh opening day on Thursday, Jordan Zimmerman goes seven innings, one hit, four walk or four walks, four strikeouts. Uh before I get into the rest of the games, I don't know. Like I was vehemently upset about You're this. You were triggered. I was no, I was like it, I was very mad. So yeah. much to where I tweeted at the Tigers and at Fox Sports Detroit. In the game of baseball, I get it, man. All these millennials are ruining the game now. Where we gotta let's let's knock the game to four innings and let's just intentionally walk everyone. You can just you can just point to first base and you can go walk over there. It's ridiculous. It's absurd. I can't stand it. I'm I don't like being roped into this whole millennial category. Cause I'm a baseball purist. Play the game. Play the nine innings. No pitch clock. No point to first intentional walk. Play the game. The it's people who enjoy baseball will not complain at all. Yes, it, no, like, yeah. just like it, this is ridiculous. So I don't know. I don't know what the what the explanation is. Is I'm now I'm now I'm ready to go. I'm pissed. I don't know what the explanation was for why as soon as the fifth inning ended, I got Jack Morris and yeah. Matt Shepard. Jordan Zimmerman has a perfect game. Shut up! What yeah. are you doing? Like Jack, <laughs> you are you are a damn good pitcher, bro. You ought to know better. That's baseball superstition supersedes <laughs> any other sport. When a pitcher has a perfect game or a no hitter, you don't say it. Yeah. Let alone put a box on the screen that says perfect game through this Six. amount of yep. innings. You don't do that. You don't touch it. You can. Dan Dickerson does it great. He goes, ah, something's brewing. Jordan Zimmerman's having a pretty good day on the mound. That's how you do it because Dan Dickerson is a legend and a professional. And I want Rod and Mario back. I don't care that they almost killed each other. This is ridiculous. I, this I want the them back stupidest, too. This was the stupidest, most unprofessional BS crap I've ever seen in my life. Okay, let's chill. <laughs> No, okay. I'm not You're gonna go, chill. I wanna, because because uh, there's a difference between unprofessional and your personal preference of superstitious. No, but the, no one does this. No one does this. That, so no, no, one, no one does it. I'll give you that. that is no one. True. That's I, not I, true. I, I have to cut Shepard a little bit of slack. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Oh, this makes sense. Think God. about it. It's he has true. wanted to be the Tigers play by play guy his whole life, and his first game, his first game, Jordan Zimmerman's throwing a perfect game through six innings. He's fired up. I I it just the but not, I'm with you. Not you only, know, I, I'm with this, you. This, it not only was a thing they mentioned, it became like a movie. Yeah. Like the camera, uh, you know, uh, he's not going to be talking to anyone. In the, like, I, I got to listen to Jack Morris explain to me <laughs> how – Oh, the, the guys are gonna leave him alone in the dugout. Like I know, I get it. Like we've we've seen the we've seen perfect games before. We've seen no hitters. We understand what happens. Like this is this is nothing new. But what what is new is for whatever reason I don't know if you think people are stupid that watch baseball or you're trying to explain it to the millennials or or my grandma watching the game that a perfect game is going on. You don't touch it. You don't talk about. Uh, him sitting by himself in the dugout. You don't. You don't flash it on the screen. And because right, right after he they they mentioned in the in the seventh inning, you know this is this is where fans start to cheer for the pitcher. Yeah. Actually, for the other team. Yeah, they did and, say and then, that. And then the yeah. ball to Josh Harrison. Yep. And then first of all, I thought it was an error at first, but obviously it was an infield single. But they mark it as an error on yeah. the screen, and they go, "Oh, that's it. The 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 no hitter is gone." I'm like, dude. First of all, it's the perfect game's gone. Not the no hitter. Then they flip it to a hit. 
it it was it was yeah. so embarrassing. And like I said, I tweeted to to Fox Sports Detroit and the Detroit Tigers. This was stupid. It was it's embarrassing, and there is nothing you can say to defend these people at all. You can't. You're acting like this never happens. I I understand you're mad about it, but this happens every single time. This scenario happens. When JV almost had that no-hitter against the Twins, they're showing JV in the dugout, this pacing up and down the dugout. They just do that. It's a fact. But you don't mention the words or speak of I, I agree with there that. is a no, perfect game. You don't. He is perfect through. No, it, 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 Jordan Zimmerman, he's pitching a, a great game. You look at the, Dan. I'm telling you, Dan Dickerson does it great. You Look at that scoreboard. A lot of zeros up there. That's how you do it. That's how you dance around it. So Jack and Shep, if you're going to be in the booth all year, <laughs> figure it out. Listen, unfortunately. I don't think that's going to happen again, though, this year. Unfortunately, so. the <laughs> animation in the studio here is kind of symbolic of how this season. Like, we, we're upset about this because this, be this the, is what we have to cheer for. Yeah, this might be the most upset you are all season. Really? Really? It might be. I don't, well, I have some more things to be upset about. But to finish <laughs> that up, finish off that game, Tigers win that one 2-0 on opening day in the top of the 10th, a two-run jack by Chris Tin Stewart. They, I know they're now calling him Chris Tin. I thought it was Chris Chin. I thought it was Chris Chin yeah, with no there's, A. There's no A in there. Chris Tin. By the way, they get that he hits that bomb in the tenth. So it's not even like Zimmerman would have like didn't get the one. Yeah, couldn't right, get exactly. any run of, support. Of, that, yeah. that too, I was saying uh, when I was watching that guy, I go, yeah, I swear if you guys don't get this guy a run, and I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad he blew the game because if they didn't, I could just see going into the ninth inning, he got 115 yep. pitches and they had to pull him. Um, anyway, only two hits for the Tigers on Friday. They got shut out 6 nothing. Matt Boyd takes the loss in that one. Uh, they lose Saturday 3 to nothing. Um, it's 0-0 right now. Top two. Uh, I, I guess, I'd just, look, I'll kick it to you guys first. Thoughts on what you've seen so far from the team? Uh, I mean, I think we saw this last year. They're going to be, I mean, Toronto is no world beater. Like, they're not good either. So, I mean, it, like this is gonna be like hard to judge how good either team is off this because I think both these teams are like bottom division teams. But let, what I've judged on the season is they're gonna be well managed with Garden Hire, and they're, they they're gonna like take their growing pains. So There'll be a little here or there, like little success like they had last year at the beginning of the year. But I I think the biggest takeaway is I think Miggy might be washed. I know it's been a couple games. His bat speed is this. He had a nice day yesterday. No, he did, but his bat speed, like he's got when he he's guessing, he's guessing, like completely guessing. He does not have the hands that he used to have. I think I'm just saying, I it, it could get ugly in that couple of years than Miggy. That's what I think. Okay, for for me, it's it's kind of like so going into the season. My biggest concern with this team was actually pitching because, you know, Fulmer's out, and now it's like, okay, well, what, what do we got? You know, we have guys like Miggy coming back. It's like, okay, offense won't be, like, too too yeah. big of a struggle, yeah. I thought. I'm completely wrong, right? The pitching's actually been pretty good. Spencer the, bullpen, Tur- the bullpen, sneaky, is not that bad this year. I know. And, yeah. In comparison to, like, previous years. I'm yeah. holding my breath because, you know, Joe Jimenez and uh, what's his name? Alcantara. Alcantara? I yeah, like yeah. him. I like him. He's, he's young. He wears the striped socks and the stirrups. I love it. Yeah. But – Huge um, move. You Spencer Turnbull actually did not have that bad of a start the other day. He gave up one big home run, and that you know that was that but, was it. That was so that put the that, nail in the coffin because because the Tigers can't score. You know what I'm saying? Yep. If yes. the Tigers could generate some runs and win some games five to three or five, you know the the Tigers are relying on Christian Stewart, Kristen Stewart, yes. to hit two run bombs in the tenth inning. And by the way, Kristen Stewart he he, he bats what like two oh five. 
Yeah. It's, uh, it's he's, no, I mean, he, he's, I mean well, he was great in the minor leagues for oh, a long I, I time. Know. Yeah. yeah. He deserves a crack up here in the major leagues. No. I, and I like him. You guys remember I said before yeah. the season yeah. started, like, I'd keep an eye on this dude. But um, it, it, uh, uh, the, this team is offensively challenged. That's just the, that's the fact of the matter because you look, the Tigers are relying on winning games 2-0, to 2-1, to 3-1, to one, things like that. They can't generate runs. They have two runs in the, the last three games, and they're 1-2 because of it. Yeah, and you, you said it very well. I, the concern for me coming in was pitching. Even and with Fulmer. Even with Fulmer because I didn't know who your rotation was. I don't know what your rotation was going to look like. I didn't know what you were going to do with Daniel Norris. You have guys in the – apparently Franklin Perez is hurt again. Like, yeah. it's just – all these things, and, and, and you look at the way that the rosters have shaken out in the minor leagues too, and you have some guys knocking on the door on, in, in AAA that you'll that you'll you'll see this year. Um, the bats, though, like you know, I look at the lineup. I mean, you have Josh Harrison, you go Condelario, you go Castellanos, Condelario, Miggy, um, two bats fifth. Jordy Mercer. You, no, you no, go, he's oh, six. Or like, hats. Or Goodrum's in there. Like you have Kristen Stewart. You have guys who on paper like wow, these guys can hit the baseball. Um, Collins, you bring up an interesting point about Miggy that I didn't really think about until you said it. And yeah, first couple games, his swings did not look good. No, right? they yeah, didn't, like, he, he looks he looks uncomfortable in the box. Yeah, he. I mean, he doesn't look like he's in shape. Which I mean, it's hard to come back in shape after. I, you I have wouldn't a, expect that. No, yeah. a, a, after you have like a like a pectoral injury, yeah. you can't really work out anything. I feel right. like if yeah. you have one of those. And just given his you yeah. Know, his so, build and everything. Yeah, so, so I yeah. It's it's been it's been an unexpectedly quiet start and this is just seems like it's been this this has been the story of the Tigers for the last handful of years is uh your, your bullpen blows games, so far they've been fine. Um and you you don't get run support when your pitchers pitch well. So a guy like yep. Zimmerman you don't get run like Verlander was famous for it at the end of his time here. Yep. Fomer famous for it. Pitches lights out, gets Max no Scherzer, runs. Back in the day, gets no runs, and then they do get runs. The the bullpen just blows it. So that's yeah. that's where you're. That was the best. I like thinking about those old Tigers teams. It would be like Scherzer had like twenty wins because the Tigers score seven runs every yeah. time he pitched. Yeah, and then Anibal Sanchez, I think, won the ERA title that year, and I think he might have had like ten wins. Yeah, because they wouldn't score for him. Exactly. Baseball's so funny. Yeah, I love baseball. I I do too. Opening day, ah. It's the best, man. It was so perfect this year. It was a beautiful day outside. Too, it was so day. nice. Yeah. I get out of class. I was like, wow, the birds are it chirping. Was, it it's was amazing. Sun in my eyes. I'm yeah. Like, wow. It, it was a godsend. Yeah. yeah. And, and they won too, which was Yeah, awesome. it was nice. Can I say one more thing about the Tigers? Of course. Just, just about, the, about the hitting. Um, yes. I'm, I'm hanging. I'm giving this team the benefit of the doubt simply because, Ryan, you just went through basically the one through six, and they got guys who can hit. Josh Harrison, the uh, Josh Harrison yesterday, which you know technically, if people are listening to this tomorrow, they're gonna think I'm talking about today's game. I'm talking about Saturday's game. Whatever you get it, he got his first hit as a Tiger in like six at bats, seven at bats, eleven. He's one 11. for eleven. He's one for eleven. That's not going to hold up. You know what I mean? He's yeah. gonna he's gonna come around. He's gonna be fine. Jordy Mercer's another guy that I know can hit the ball. Miggy can hit the. I'm I'm gonna give Miggy the benefit of the doubt that he's just getting some rust off. Still, remember he he didn't even see live pitching until like. I, that is true. Two or three weeks ago, so I'm just I'm I'm gonna pump the brakes a little bit. If we're still talking about Miggy's struggles in two or three weeks, then I'm gonna be concerned. I, I mean, I think he'll his average will always be at like two seventy or like, like yeah. it'll never get that bad because he's just so smart. Yeah, he just understand. He's like the arguably the best right handed hitter of his generation. He is. Yeah, he is. I mean, yeah. like Pujols is the kind of the generation before him, but yeah, like. Miggy was for seven years. He was just unstoppable. Yep. But I, 
I, I, I'm kind of concerned about Tino Larios one too. I, I mean, he hasn't had good plate appearances. He's yeah. one for 12. It's been rough yeah. for him, too. The, and I'm a candy guy, and I like Candelario. I think he plays a good third base, and he has the potential to be a piece. I, like Not a cornerstone, but a piece in the future. Yeah, like a third or fourth best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. I, I, I would hope he gets to improve a little bit. I, I It all sounds like overreaction since they've only played three games. Right, that's the thing. That's like, what we got to keep in mind. It's just frustrating because right. I mean, and we two never, runs in three games. We, let, let's be honest. They have the lowest over win like total yeah. in, in all of baseball. I don't think we've expected much. I don't think it's fair for us to completely like bash the Tigers because they are rebuilding. Yeah. They are rebuilding. Yeah, you're right. Um, is Hitting-wise, it's, I guess, I don't know. I, there's a couple guys that look like, the. I think Kristen Stewart's one of them. Um, plate discipline. Yep. Josh Harrison waving it at, at, at sandwich shots. It's Can't just, wait for, uh, what's it called, Jacoby Jones to get back? Yeah, he can, he can bat it. 150. And Honestly, like though, I'll take it times. over Matuk. I'll take it over Matuk. Matuk has frustrated Trash. me so much this year. I'm, I'm yeah. just done with this guy. I, I, I'm sure he's a good been, guy. I'm sure he's a good guy. Oh yeah, the last three games. years. Yeah. yeah. No, he he. I'm just saying. Yeah, we're three games and I'm already done with him this year because I I <laughs> can't do it. You guys, it's like that's our center fielder. I'll, I mean, I, I don't I don't mean to. I'm just like really. I'll, I'll tell you at what. the least, what you can do is put Goodrum out there, put Hicks at first, and let Miggy DH. Please. Yeah. Do something. Well, here's the scoop. I'm sorry. Here's the scoop, and I'm gonna tell you. Um, I saw this opening day lineup, and I texted you guys of their outfield being Kristen Stewart in left, Matzik in center, and Kashinos in right field. My, I, I gotta scroll. I, I, I'm not gonna be able to. I hope I can find this. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna give a shout out to my buddy Rami, um, who, who texted me this on opening day. Once I brought to them how, I, you know, you see Cassianos in right field. I'm gonna try to, I'll try to find it. If I can't, I'm sorry. I, I cannot watch another season of Nick Castellanos in right, right field. field. Yeah, he, he is. He's not a right. He's not an outfielder. He's, he's not a position bag. player. He's, he, he's not. I, and and I think coming into this year, we all kind of, we all kind of. Uh, oh, here's here's the thing. I want to read it before I get. Uh, I don't know where this came from, but this Rami texted me this as a quote. As it stands now, Castellanos rates as the worst defensive player in history through age 26 by defensive runs saved. He ranked last among all outfielders in the stat cast derived outs above average last year. So, I mean, he's he's factually the worst like outfielder of all and, time, and and you can tell you can tell watching him. <laughs> that's not good. you know, not yeah. good. But he, my, he's not supposed to be there. My and that's point, why it's my point being, is coming into this year, I don't know. I'm sure Miggy's in Garden Hire's year that he wants to play at first base. You need to put Castellanos at first, or put because you need his bat in the lineup. And you need to DH Miggy. This is not an overreaction. And this is not a we're only three games in. This is a on a fundamental level of how this team needs to look. Preach. I I Preach. for the last X amount of years, I don't think Miggy ever plays healthy. He's a big he man. Doesn't. He's it's it, it, just how some guys are. Well, Victor was never healthy no. ever. So you, like. Every time Victor was at the plate, I had to imagine like his, his he could slip a disc at any given moment. Yeah, that just shoulder how I felt. rotator cut. Like I think Miggy is glass. Like you see him run to first, he can't move. No, he's not nervous. a he's not a bad defensive player, but no. he's not good he, hands. Yeah, he's you, not. You I have mean, to prolong his career. You got to try. because yes. you you look at what the t- they got him on the books for how, Collins. You probably 2023. know twenty twenty three. Okay, so, oh, so Ryan so Rabinowitz, Ryan Collins, Trent Bailey. We all sat here about like a month ago when we did a little Tigers preview, whatever. 
And all of us said, Miggy has to DH. Yes. He has to. And yeah, prolong his career. And, and, and yeah, seriously. And what you look at now when you're outfield is, is we've all heard too, Kristen Stewart is not a great outfielder, is, yeah. is what the scouting report is on him. So there's been a lot of talk about Daz Cameron. He's had a great spring. I, I genuinely think you will see Daz Cameron in Detroit this year. I think you'll see Daz Cameron by June. Not, I really the, do. The Maybe that's about, an overreaction. But. The MLB CBA is so like bad that this stupid like term like deal thing is where they start off and they have to play a certain game in the minors so you get another year on their contract. Like I mean, Daz Cameron was objectively probably the third or fourth best outfielder in spring. Yeah. Objectively. Yeah, and that's, no, I, and that's, a, that. that's a true guy who can play the position in center field, and he can run. What a sick name, too. And Daz, he is a guy who's going to be here in the future. Yeah. So and, why why not sooner than later? And so that's where, Term you know, year. now you start to think, too, about, like, okay, where does Jacoby Jones fit in? Maybe you move he him doesn't. left and right. But, that again, his, his bat, if you can't hit, I don't need you yeah. here. I don't. That's the thing. Even though it is a rebuild, it's like if you you see, uh, well, and you look at a guy like and you, you look at a guy it. like yeah. Castellanos because now you look at okay, if you can't, he's not your right fielder of the future. So you put him at first, but then you have to DH Miggy. So like, where do guys like John Hicks fit in? That you just all they're yeah. so backed up because they can't figure out who to plug and play where. And another thing, too, on that tangent, I'm just rambling now. No, you're good. Daniel Norris coming out of the bullpen is so bananas ridiculous to me. How, like You need to give him a shot. They he's, have. They have throws, given him a shot. But he's hurt all the time. They did, He's had plenty of shots in the rotation. He did pitch yesterday, I believe. It was He pitched a, a two and a third, let up two hits and two walks. So not good. And it just that's what's so frustrating with these yeah. like, like and that's that's right I, I know you can't always predict the future but like Alavila, whoever like whoever got these guys like this like what what are you turning out i mean they, I, that, you know what i was that, thinking that go, trade did not ahead. end up terrible for them i mean matt they got matt boyd out matt boyd's been pretty solid for them but matt boyd as it is right now is a is a three to five guy in your rotation i agree he has to be i agree I agree. Matt Boyd, when this team is "quote unquote" good, I, I assuming Matt Boyd's still here when that time comes. Matt Boyd has to be your fifth day starter. That's it. That's I, his. That's his ceiling for me. I, I get that he doesn't have great stuff, but he kind of always produces pretty solid numbers. But I, I, I mean, you look at those moves; they did the right thing. I mean, I think the best deal they got out of all of it was Cespedes to get Fulmer. It's objectively yeah. the best move they made. That was good. Yeah. So I mean, and. Perez has heard again. I, I mean, they better get some position players in this pipeline. No kidding. They I, better get some position players thinking, in this pipeline. It still kills me the JD Martinez deal because and it, it, there wasn't a market though. There's nothing I, they I could do about that. I understand that, but we got nothing. It was a I bag mean, of balls. It's bag of balls. Dowell Lugo. He. I mean, he's, can, can he, I see? Can I see him, him last, though? You saw him last year. He. I don't know, but then again, you have like Isaac Paredes, like right up the middle. You have yeah. these guys, like like this is what it is. And you have, I mean, you do have names, but the thing is, these names aren't like big names of like all oh, these guys are gonna pay. Like outfield, we had this, yeah, Dustin Peterson, who I'd, I'd like to see play more because he's young. Yeah, me yeah. too. But you know who I don't want to see play again? No disrespect, Gordon Beckham. Please, I. I How does that, that guy still play baseball? I don't know. He, he said, like, guys, like I said before, he's gonna. He said he was gonna retire if he didn't make the major league roster. He's just not good, Gordon. And, and I know he works hard, and this means the world to him. And he was so happy when he made the yeah. Tigers' opening day roster. But dude. You're not good. I want to watch some young guys, or at least Jordy Mercer. 
I don't want to watch Gordon Beckham. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm sorry. I mean, I think we've talked about this ad nauseum, like before this, that we want to see the young guys play. But I think it's funny that Jordan Beckham is just like in the lead somehow. Because every time I think of Jordan Beckham is White Sox, you, no White Sox, you sell your field, and he gets a single right over the second baseman. Just I don't for <laughs> yeah. some reason. It's like one of those times. Like oh, Jordan Beckham, <laughs> yeah, two for four, two singles right that's over. Like, that's sneaky. like your impulse. Yeah, right like, over Infante's head. I was like, oh, well, that's funny. This guy's got nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, again, only only three games in. Fourth game is going on right now. They do travel to New York after this series before Watch coming out. home. Watch out. That I do think scary. I do think we just need to continue to be patient with this team. Like yeah, we all I mean, said, there, it. the I, only problem there's no expectations. Yeah. Well, there's none, and that's fine. I guess the reason we're all a little wound up is because two runs in three games is dismal. That's awful. Yeah. You got to generate some some something i just need what what's what's frustrating you're not going to hear me complain about this team losing 10 games in a row like it is no, what me it either is. but but what i what i will what i will fuss over is poor management i do think garden hire is the right guy to be here and i i i think they he could be on for a long enough time where they win with him like they're yep. actually winning with yeah. him Guardy's the man He's um but, but between the front office and whatever's going on with like how you line up positionally the pitching, where these guys are in the in the minor leagues, who comes up when? It get, you know Franklin Perez hurt again. It's just it's 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 starting to get. I I start exhausting. To get, you're starting to look like the Padres. Really though, no, it's it's a, it's a it's the Padres. No, the we're not. Tigers, we're not looking like the Padres, but we're starting to get in that same I'm like revolving like the, the door of yeah. Like, like what just, are we doing? Churning and well, burning. Because the thing is, is it's it, still early it's, in this rebuild. And th- this is the last thing I'm going to say about this because I can't say anything else. Okay, the it, it's the when you're you're in a rebuild, right? The point is not to just wait for these guys to age. Yeah. You have to put something on the field and let them develop. Yeah. And they're I, not yeah. doing that. And they have to, the tight like I I'm again, we're three games in. I don't want to like jump on no, you know, I, we're we're playing fair. the Blue Jays. But just I, I, I hope to see some kind of improvement, some close competitive wins, close competitive losses, whatever it is. And the biggest the biggest concern for me right now is just hitting. That's yes. all it is. It's early. It's just early. It, it is. Early. It is early, and I think we have expended ourselves now on the Tigers. Yeah, we got locked in at Michigan State. Three hours still tip. We everyone's oh got locked in. Calm down. Get some waters in them. I cannot sit yes. still. Yes. Okay. I gotta go to Reno's. Reno's is my spot. I'm, I'm hot at Reno's right Spe- now. Especially of uh, superstitions. I've worn a sweatshirt the last. I was like, just four gonna say weeks. I'm hot in this outfit. Like this, this hat. I, yeah. This is the hat. This yeah. is the hat. All right, folks. Well, that's all for today's episode of the Motown Rundown. For Trent Bailey and Ryan Collins, I am Ryan Rabinowitz. Feel free to tweet any questions, comments, suggest topics for the show using the hashtag Motown Rundown on Twitter. Do not miss a single episode. I, again, do not know if we are on iTunes, but if we are, Impact WDBM, new episodes every week. Uh, We'll see you next time, folks. You have been listening to the Motown Rundown, brought to you by Impact 89 FM WDBM. For all your Michigan State and Detroit sports coverage, visit impact89fm.org sports. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Hello, everybody.